You're listening to Rolling Toe with trucking experts Kevin and Mike Beckett. This is the show where you ask the questions and we give you the diagnosis on how to get the most out of your truck. We'll talk about avoiding wear and tear, knowing your suspension and axles, and how to get more mileage from your tires. We're on the audio road. Let's get rolling. Rolling, rolling, rolling. Keep those doggies moving. No? Uh, maybe. Maybe? Rawhide? Rawhide and uh, (laughs) trucks, you know? Yeah, maybe. Okay. Yeah, we got a lot of cattle haulers out there. There surely are. All right. They're the modern day uh, cattle drive people. Right, right. Yes, a lot easier this way. True. True. (laughs) Okay. Um, What's new and exciting this week? New and exciting. Um, We've been cleaning the office. We've been cleaning the office. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I've been cleaning out the house because we're going to put down new floors. You know, so it's a lot of work here and a lot of work there. Housekeeping. 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 Okay. I got nothing new and exciting. Yep. Spring we got break, a week. I guess you can call it that. Spring clean. A week and a half from now, we'll be at the Mid-America Truck Show. That's true. That's coming right up. We're inviting people to come down and visit us there. And the challenge is bring pictures and problems and try and stump us. <laughs> Right, yes. We love getting stumped. We love being stumped. Okay, very good. Um, we've got a bunch of people listening. We do. We have, if you have a question or a comment, push one on your phone dial. That'll put you in the queue so we know you got a question or a comment. Don't push it twice. You'll be erased from the universe. Okay, that's not cool. If I don't get enough questions, I sing. You don't let that happen. <laughs> gets ugly. <laughs> All, right. All right. First one is in a 516 area code. Mm-hmm. Any guesses where that is? Nope. Take a guess. Missouri. New York. Well, it's closer to the coast than Missouri. That's true. All right. And it's going to get a lot of snow here shortly. Oh, yeah. I heard about that. Yeah. Push the button. Let's right. talk to the guy. Okay. Hello, New York. Hey, guys. We're good. You? Not bad, not bad. I'm actually in uh, I'm in sunny California at this point, but uh, good plan. What part of California? Or wet and soggy. I am in Torrance. Torrance, know it well. Yeah. You betcha. All right. Like like you said, it's gonna gonna beat the snow on the East Coast in a few days. Absolutely. I used to have an office out there. I worked for another company, and offices were in Huntington Beach, right down by the beach. And every day at noon, we would get on bicycles and we would cross the highway there, Coast Highway One, and we would get onto the Huntington Beach on the on the asphalt bike pass, and we'd ride up and down the beach for a while. And and finally, I had to leave California because I was afraid I was going to lose control and jump some of those string bikinis. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say I knew there's a reason why you. What the reason That's, was why you were riding up and down. Yep, yeah. yep, yep. That's the reason. Had, I don't care about health, and I don't care about sunshine, but bikinis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what, hey, uh, what well, can we my, do for you? My question, my question is about um, air pressure and, and temperature, the ranges, because I have 22.5 low pro wide base singles, and then I have, you know, obviously 22.5 Michelin steer tires. And yep. uh, like when I'm, you know, like the other day I was in Utah, I got up in Utah, it's 35 degrees, and then four hours later I'm in uh, Las Vegas and it's 90 degrees and I go from 120. I keep everything, you know, 120 PSI and how mm-hmm. high can, should I go where I, you know, with air pressure anyway, before I need to be concerned. Okay. Let's talk about the theoretical ideal of how a tire should be inflated. All right. So first thing in the okay. morning when the tire hasn't heated up, the sidewall says a certain pressure and that is the minimum pressure the tire requires to carry the load that is specified on the side of the tire. And it says cold. Okay. And it says cold inflation. Okay. Right. So let's right. say the side of your tire says uh, 110. Okay. So you air okay. it up to 110 in the morning. Now, if you're operating between 40 degrees uh, Fahrenheit and 60 degrees Fahrenheit, which is the ideal range for outside temperature, the cooling air going by the tire will take some of the heat off, but the heat generated in the flexing of the sidewall will gain some heat, and that heat will expand the pressure inside the tire. Okay? Okay. 
the speed you're driving at also controls how much heat you build up. So the faster you go, the more sidewall flexes, the more heat it builds up. So the ideal speed range for most tires is 65 to 75 miles an hour for highway operation. Okay? Right. So under ideal conditions, you've got 6,000 pounds on that steer tire. You've got 110 PSI cold inflation. The temperature outside is between 40 and 60 degrees Fahrenheit. You're driving between 65 and 70 miles an hour. The tire should gain 15% inflation when it's hot. So it's ideal operating temperature is somewhere around 125 to 128. That's where they would like to see it. Okay? Okay. Operating pressure? Operating pressure. Right. Not the cold pressure, the operating pressure. Yeah. All right. Now, if you're operating at a higher speed than that, you're going to generate more temperature. And the charts that I have and that are in all the operation manuals say you need to add additional pressure when it's cold to stiffen the sidewall to reduce the heat that's built up because of your excessive speed. Okay? Okay. All right. If you always drive slower than that, slower than 30 miles an hour, you won't generate enough heat to get to the correct operating pressure. So the same charts tell you to put more air pressure in when it's cold so that you get to the correct operating pressure by mechanically putting the air in rather than letting the heat expand it. Because there's no heat there. There's no heat there. Does that make sense? That makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Now let's go to the outside temperature. If you're operating in temperatures above 60 degrees Fahrenheit, for every 20 degrees you're above that you are, the tire charts want us to add an extra five pounds cold inflation to stiffen the sidewall so the tire doesn't get too hot. Okay? Okay. So at 100 degrees outside temperature, they wanted an extra 10 pounds pressure first thing in the morning. So if you lived in Phoenix and you got up in the morning, your sidewall says 110. Just for the temperature I know you're going to have, I want a 120 in the tire. Okay? okay. Now, when it, gets, when it gets hot, it's going to get up to 130, 135. But that's okay. It won't go to 180 because you didn't have enough pressure in it and the sidewall flexed too much and you really overheated the tire. Does that make sense? It, yeah, 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 absolutely. All right, now let's go the other direction. Let's say it's zero outside. You're in Fargo, by God, North Dakota. You're not going to generate heat in the tire because the cooling effect is too great. And in that environment, the tire company wants you to put more air pressure in when it's cold so you get to the correct operating pressure rather than letting the sidewall bend too much, which damages the sidewall. Okay? Okay. So under all conditions, every single one of them, every single one of them, you're driving too fast, more air. You're driving too slow, more air. It's too hot out, more air. It's too cold out, more air. In all conditions, you add more air. The only time you don't add air, you would take air out, is if you were carrying significantly less weight. Yeah, these are all these are all load and inflation based on the load you're carrying. Okay. okay. Right. And steer tires, you're always carrying the maximum. Right. Now let's go. Let's go to dual tires. Not your super singles. Let's go to duels. Traditionally, how much air pressure do you think people put in dual tires? Well, 120 pounds, I would think. 100. 100, yeah. 90 the, to 100. The industry standard has been 100 in the drives, and then they say, well, put 100 in the steers, and it'll be okay. When, in fact, the steer tires are carrying 6,000 pounds apiece. But if you figure out how much weight's on your tandem drive axle truck and how much weight's on each axle and how much weight's on each tire, you'll find your drive axles and trailer axles, when they've got duels, are only carrying about 4,250 pounds per tire. And the same chart that says the steer tire should be at 110 says the drive and trailer tire should be at 70 pounds. That's the correct inflation for the amount of load it's carrying. But we all know that if you ran those tires at 70 pounds, they'd beat out, cup out, they won't run. And from years of experience, we find between 90 and 100 pounds in the dual tires where it's really good. But I can't get people to put the extra air in the steer tire, and it's carrying 50% more weight. Right, 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 right. Yeah, you know, I noticed, I can see that because I have an air, one of the air pressure systems, and, and that's, mm-hmm. you know, with the temperature, and the, you know, with the, you can see, obviously, you know, that's how I know I saw the pressure and, you know, not, not, not so much the temperature because the temperature, you know, stays probably around right, well, what it did, like I said, starting at like right. 35 degrees in the morning at mm-hmm. 120 PSI, the temperature, you know, 
outside temperature was up to, I think, 87 or whatever it was in Vegas. And the inside temperature was only 95 inside the tires. But the Correct. pressure yeah. went up to 145. That's what Correct. I was like. Mm, I'm getting and the 145 and doesn't see. bother me. It doesn't bother you. Nope, no, not a bit. Oper- yeah, all the, all the, the only pressure that anybody's concerned about is the cold pressure. Right. Cold pressure in the rim is is a maximum of 130 to 140, depending on the temperature. 120, 130, 140 is the maximum pressure stamped on the rim. In the rim. So they, they have a maximum for cold pressure. Right. But for operating pressure, we know that it goes up to 180 to 200. I've heard, I've heard 185 PSI from a guy going across West Texas, and it was 115 outside, and he was doing 80 miles an hour. Right. Wow. Wow. But so, the, so the hot That's, pressure, not as concerned about. Yeah. Because that'll keep it's the it, Obviously, it's the temperature that you're more concerned with than the air pressure. Correct. Yeah. But you've you got to you start at the correct. You don't want the tire getting too hot. Yeah, right. and you control the heat buildup by putting more air in to reduce the flex in the sidewall because that's where the heat comes from. Right. That makes perfect sense now. Okay. Yeah, that zipper. Yeah, uh, so that's like you were saying. Make sure the cold, the cold when I when I when I air up the tires, like I do in the first thing in the morning, it, it, mm-hmm. when it's cold out or it's cooler out, mm-hmm. get them mm-hmm. up to the 120 or whatever recommended or the minimum pressure is on the tire, and then I don't have to really, I don't have to be concerned what? unless I lose air pressure. Then the, then the temperature is going to go up. What I recommend to cover the variations in temperatures that you're going to run into, north climates, southern climates, and everything else, and what we found gives us the best overall results, on the steer tires, whatever it says on the steer tire, plus 10 pounds. Okay. That covers the heat, covers the, the little bit of pressure loss, covers the cold, covers sometimes you're running a little fast or a little slow. It covers all of those sins just by putting 10 extra pounds in. So max or minimum whatever one twenty put in one hundred and thirty and then don't Correct. worry about it. Correct. Because right. if it says minimum one twenty, the rim says one thirty. Yeah, so you'll be you'll be covered. You're already now. Let's talk about your wide base super singles. Okay. Nobody knows what the correct inflation is for those because they're too damn new. I'd give it that. Really. We don't have enough years of experience on them, and they keep changing the designs to try and make them run right. That I can't keep up with what's going to be the best one. Now, the sidewall recommended pressure on a wide base tire is typically 120 PSI, okay? But that's to carry 10,000 pounds on each tire, which would mean you're carrying 20,000 pounds on an axle, and legally you can't carry 20,000 pounds, can you? No, that's right. It's illegal. Right. So, although it says 120 on the side of a wide base tire, you don't need that much air, but I'd say 105 to 110 is going to get you a little bit overinflated, because the last time I looked at the charts for most of those wide base tires, the minimum pressure for 8,500 PSI is about 90. So I like 105. I want that 10 or 15 pounds extra pressure in there to cover those same sins I'm covering in the steer tires. Well, okay. Now let's just for a second talk about the tire wear that you get from each of these conditions, specifically from either underinflation or overinflation. And since we're right now talking about these white base singles, what, do you, what uh, how does that occur in those two tires? Okay, let's start with the steer tires. <clears throat> Fifteen years ago, when we were running conventional steer tires, they were not low rolling resistance tires. Right. You could run 100 pounds and the tire would wear flat. If you ran too much under that, you would wear on both shoulders. When we converted to low rolling resistance tires, the changes in the casing construction, if you ran 100 pounds, the center of the tire starts buckling up off the road because there's not an air pressure holding it down, and you get center punch wear in your steer tires. So those tires forced us into this higher pressure level. Okay. Now, I have right. people say, well, if I run too much air in my tires, it's going to dome up and I'm going to wear on the shoulders or I'm going to wear in the middle. Well, the typical dual-wheel trailer and drive tire, which only requires 70 PSI and is running at 100 to 110, wears flat and square, doesn't it? It doesn't wear on the shoulders, and they're 50% overinflated. So on commercial truck steel-belted tires, overinflation is not your problem. Underinflation is. Now, why wouldn't it right. dome up? Because the steel belts inside it won't let it dome up. So it's a it's a say a fourteen or sixteen ply tire. Yeah. And all the plies are actually on the tread, 
whereas on the sidewall, there's only one or two. There's only uh, the sidewall is the thinnest so part. The tread's the thickest part. It's going to give. That's going to be that. It gives in the sidewall. Right. It's going to flex out the side, right? Yeah, that makes right. perfect sense. Okay. okay. In high well, hey man, I, you know what? I appreciate I appreciate the information. <laughs> I love your show, and I look forward to talking to you again. Anytime, buddy. Thanks for calling. I right, take care. Bye bye. All right. Bye bye. I think we talked his ear off. I think we did. We got him off the phone. He has to get off the phone. I love that. All right. That was a good call. We got oh, some good stuff. Go, yeah. He had to go to the bathroom. That's where he was going. <laughs> okay. We've got a 570 code. 570. Missouri. Huh? Missouri. Pennsylvania. You're middle of the United States. These guys are all East Coast. Right, but I was, I was uh, a few miles closer. Just a few miles. Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's see what he's got. Is this Punks with Tony Phil? Nope. Nope. <laughs> What's up, buddy? And and I'm in Chicago. And he's in Chicago. Is it starting to snow there? Uh, not yet. I'm hoping to get up into Wisconsin before it does. I hope so, because we're in Des Moines, and it's starting to snow here, and, and there's a, eight inches of it landing just about 30, 40 miles north of us. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> now, Mid-America Truck Show is next week. Ne- not this weekend, the next weekend. Right, yeah. Thursday, right. Friday, Saturday. Are you and Kevin planning on staying in Louisville through Saturday night and flying out Sunday? No, we drive down on Wednesday, set up the show Thursday morning or Wednesday afternoon. We do the show, and Saturday afternoon when it's done, we throw all our shit in the the truck, and we start driving back Saturday night. We get home Sunday around lunch or shortly after. Oh, that's a shame because you're going to miss some good smoked brisket, smoked Boston right? butt, and smoked ah. ribs out at Papa John's Cardinal Stadium. Ooh, well, I may have to talk to John. When are you guys doing that? I'm doing that Saturday. Uh-huh. I'll be spending the whole day Saturday out out in the parking lot at Papa John's uh-huh. <laughs> preparing to feed everybody. Everybody. Well, by golly, we may just have to come over and bug you. Eh, <laughs> uh, you wouldn't be bugging me. <laughs> well, I if certainly you start appreciate singing, that. that would be bugging oh. me. Oh, another guy doesn't like my singing. He's got a megaphone now, so be careful. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool, man. That's cool. Do we need to bring sides or our own drinks? Nope. <laughs> nope. You have to bring your own drinks. Bring my own drinks. BYOB. I can do that. All right. What uh, what brought you to this show? Not the not the Mid American, uh, but this blog talk thing. Kevin. Kevin Rutherford. <laughs> yeah. The the KR guy. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. we appreciate you listening. We appreciate the offer. I'm looking forward to seeing you out there. All righty, buddy. You have a great day. We'll see you then. All right. Thanks for calling. Yep. Bye. Okay. That was easy. We didn't even have to answer a question. All right. We have brisket. One more, he he puts him down as the brisket guy. Uh, <laughs> All right. Now we've got a uh, we've got a um, uh, two o four area code. And that's the last caller in here with a question. And it's all, we're only 20 minutes into this thing. And if there's no more questions, I sing for the rest of the hour. Right. Now, hey, before I forget then. What? Going backwards. Yeah. Okay. Uh, if you run the tire too fast. Yes. How, what does the tire wear look like? Oh, if it's a wide base tire, uh-huh. and those are the ones that are susceptible over speed, mm-hmm. the centrifugal force causes the tire to try and grow. Yeah. Well, the two outside ribs that are attached to the sidewall can't grow as much as the inside ribs, and you wind up wearing off both shoulders because of high speed. The sidewall remains the same length, mm-hmm. so as the as the balloon effect occurs on the on the on the center three ribs, right? And that's that's a now. How is that different from overpressure wear? We haven't been able to get overpressure to create enough pressure to cause that distortion. You haven't even seen it. 
but centrifugal force and the weight of the tread does stretch it. So that's speed. Right. It's got it. It's the only thing right. that's acting there. Is and it doesn't happen in 295 tires or the 11Rs. It happens in the 315 wides, the 385s, the four and a quarters, and the new 455s. They all stretch at higher speeds. Hmm. Very interesting. Okay. Okay. Who right. means? Oh, we threatened to say, look at all the people plug in. Uh, okay, 204, where is it? Uh, Missouri. Canada. Manitoba. Manitoba. Four strong winds. Okay, let's check it out. All right. Is he in Manitoba? Yes, can't get out of it. Can't get out Great of it. Great big place. We, did we build a wall or did they? No, no wall's necessary. No it's no just wall. too big. Okay. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Hello. Oh. Hello. 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 How you doing? <laughs> What's well, up? Pretty good. It's, yeah. It's right. Totally off. To, I'm. I'm good. I'm good. I'm in in Minnesota. Ah. And totally off topic, but you started it. A lot of your I refugees are starting to walk over into Manitoba because they're scared of your president. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame them. I'm scared of him. <laughs> hey, Canada's a great place. So. No, no, there's a lot of a lot of illegals walking into Manitoba claiming refugee status now. So, anywho, do they sound like Sven and Ollie? <laughs> Is it the native Minnesotans? <laughs> oh, let's change the topic. Okay. Uh, what? Uh, what was it? Okay. What is your thought on converting a uh, leaf spring stir axle over to an air right. Take a Don't new leaf it. out and put an airbag in there. Don't do it. No. All right. I hate, I hate the ready engineered built air ride front suspensions, let alone one that somebody fabricates and, and tries to cobble together like Rube Goldberg. Um, a spring suspension has been working really well for centuries now. Yeah, what are you trying to accomplish by putting in an air ride? Uh, saving my back. Softer ride, right? Softer ride, yep. Okay. Yep. The, the first thing I would do on the front suspension to try and get a softer ride is to reduce the caster to two degrees. First thing. All right. And see how much good you get out of that before you take any other steps. Right. You do have a lot of airbags in that thing already. There's airbags between the cab and the frame. There's airbags between the cab and the seat. There's a lot of airbags already. Uh, adding more does give you a, uh, a cushier ride, but it also makes the thing drive like a boat. That makes sense to you? All right. Yes, certainly does. Okay. Okay, cool. Easy enough. Now, if, if you really got to go to an airbag, the only one I saw that did any, that I thought was reasonable for what the cost was, is there's a kit that goes on the back end of the leaf springs and replaces the shackle. Uh-huh. You leave the leaf springs in place, you still have a one or two leaf parabolic spring. Now, is that the kind of spring you got, or do you have a stack? Yeah, I got a stack of three on there. Well, that, yeah, but they're all parabolic. They're all the same length, aren't they? Uh, yeah, minus just a few inches. But okay, yeah, but they're almost yeah, all the same like that. Yeah, those are called parabolic springs. Those are a decent soft ride. So you take the shackle out of the back end and you put this little airbag system in there. That softens up the ride some. But before I even spent the money for that, I'd try to reduce the caster and see what that does. Yep. All right. All right. Now we'll start there. All righty, buddy. All right. All right. And um, before you start singing, <laughs> I told you a few weeks ago, ask. <laughs> Asked uh-huh. you uh, about a pitman arm pinch pose loosening. We figured out what the issue was. Yeah. I spoke to the manufacturer. What happens is uh, I had a steering box replaced once. The shop did not put a new lock nut on the pinch bolt. Oops. So then Oops. the arm, then the arm, then then the arm loosened once a little bit, and the spline start wearing. Yeah. So I put a new bolt in there, tighten it up a few months later, and this thing is getting loose again. Keep chasing mm-hmm. until you can't pinch the pitman arm anymore. So right. I took the whole thing off. The splines on the sh- on the steering box look good. Put a new pitman arm on. Everything looks fine. Well, the shaft was worn just ever so slightly. It looked nice, but it was worn just a thousand of yep. inches, up, which is just enough to create a little yep. bit of wear in there until you chew that thing out far enough to where it's loose again. Yeah. So yep. 
both have to be replaced at the same time. Pitman arms, yep. box, or anything that's flying together. So. Yes, I agree. It sounds like the right solution. All right. Thanks a lot. Awesome, buddy. You have a good day. Yes, thank you very you much for coming. Bye. Okay. All that's right. all right. Manitoba. Manitoba, yes. Okay. Where the refugees are going. Yes, our U.S. refugees are going to Manitoba. Talk about the land of desolation. Have you ever been up there? Fortunately not. I mean, no offense to anybody who does live up there. Have you been to North Dakota? I've seen the map. No, I've driven, I've driven through South Dakota. South Dakota, 75% of the people and the, and the train features out, and you got Manitoba. <laughs> okay, well, it's just, it's I drove through South Dakota at night, and I, I kind of felt blessed because I didn't have to see it. It's miles and miles of nothing but miles and miles. <laughs> it's not the end of the world, but you can see it from there. All right. Big sky country, they call it. That's true. Right. All right. Well, let's see. We got a 517. 517. Seven. Yes. It's, uh, if you say Missouri, Missouri again. Missouri. <laughs> Michigan. <laughs> Michigan. Well, it's got an M. Yeah. I'm a few miles closer. Yeah. All right. Let's see what's going on in Michigan. All right. Hello, Michigan. Hello. Are I'm you, actually in Ohio you, at the point. But. Oh, well, that's just south of Michigan. That ain't bad. Yeah. 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 Just yeah. yeah. Uh, what's up? I've got a, I'm not sure if it's a tire issue, steering, or suspension, but I've got a, I'm going down the road bobtail mostly i get a, a wobble in the front end and it feels like the tires are just wobbling side to side to side mm-hmm. and i'm not sure what's going on i've replaced the drag link tie rod ends i've had it in for an alignment three different times in the last 10 months mm-hmm. okay and i just 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 replaced the the steer tires mm-hmm. and when i pulled the steer tires off the the drive tire had a, a wear on the inside, like it, like the tire is tilting in mm-hmm. a little bit. But the odd, yeah. the, the odd thing is, is when I when we measured the the tread that was left, it's like you go on the top of the tire. There's you know five thirty seconds of, of rubber left, and you mm-hmm. go to the bottom of the tire, and there were two thirty seconds of rubber. Yeah, so it was out so around. Like it's wearing, so it's like it's wearing like it's an egg. Yes. Yes, out around. Okay. Did you slide your hand back and forth across that tire to see if there was any feathered wear? The rest of the tire was where it evenly. It was all running around 6 to 7, 7, 30 seconds. Yeah, but did you slide your hand on it to see if it's sharp one way, smooth the other way? Right. Uh, yeah, it wasn't. It, it was smooth. It was smooth. Okay. All right. Very good. Um, does this oscillation of the steering wheel and i'm sure that's what you're describing your steering wheel is wobbling back and forth right well the steering wheel is just kind of like turning yes. back and forth like well, yes real quickly yes. but it, it feels yes. like the tires are wobbling in and out top to bottom they probably are wobbling well i i think they're wobbling left to right okay but but that's okay, okay. um does this occur at a specific speed or a speed range? Or is it or, all the time? Or do you have to put a bump it, it, to set it off? No, it, it, it starts around 35 to 45 miles an hour. And if I, mm-hmm. if I can get it up, if I, if I can get it up above 55, it doesn't do it. But the only way mm-hmm. to do that is to, go, to do it going around the curve. Got it, because you've got to preload it to prevent it from oscillating side to side. Okay. Yeah. Once you get past 55 and the vibration stops and you slow down, does it, the oscillation come back in again? No, not usually. It's usually on the acceleration side. Okay, good. Now, next thing is, when you change the tires and put new tires on, did that change the oscillation at all? It doesn't do it as much. It doesn't do it at all right now. It just, just had Each time I had it aligned, Mm-hmm. It, it didn't do it for a while, and then about two or three months later, it'd start again. Usually five but to 10,000 miles. Yeah, a little bit more okay. than that. Probably a little 20, bit more than that. Probably 20. Okay. But, but when, and when I'm loaded, when I've got a trailer mm-hmm. on and I'm loaded, it mm-hmm. doesn't do it hardly at all. Right. Okay, that makes it sense to me. It does it mostly when I'm bobtail. Right. Okay. Um, 
the guys that are lining your trucks, are they using conventional alignment racks? Uh, they're using, uh, it's a rack and they put a, they put a, like a, a cross on each tire and it's done That's with fine. a computer. That's fine. I get, I get a, get a computer yep. print out on it when they're done. Yep. Yep. All right. All right. Um, I think that the front end of your truck is slightly towed out when you're driving. Now you got to understand that the front end components, the king pins, the tie rod end joints and the wheel bearings all have a little bit of play in them. And as you drive down the road, the drag builds up on the tire, and the drag pulls the tire toward toe out, converting whatever play there is into a little change in toe. Okay? Very, very minor play here, too. Now, when they drive it up on your alignment rack and they park it on the turn plates, all the drag's gone. Because those turn plates are free-floating. And then they jack the truck up in the air, and they mount the instruments on the wheels, and then they set it back down on the turn plates, and they measure the toe. And they set it at, let's say, a sixteenth of an inch towed in. But when you drive off and drive on the road, the drag comes back in, and I think there's enough play in your front end that it's turning it to about a 32nd to a 16th towed out. Now, does your truck okay. also have a tendency to want to follow cracks in the road and hunt? Uh, only if it's a big one. Okay. It doesn't, do, right. it doesn't especially do it. Um, you know, you get into the roads where they're heavily grooved, where the tire patterns yep. are. It doesn't. Yep. It it doesn't follow that. You know, really heavily, other than okay. you know, any more than it would any other time. Okay. Now, what I would like you to do is, I would like you to measure the toe on your truck. Yeah. Now, this is going to be very complicated. You it's going to take a. Person. Going to take a college degree, and you're going to need an assistant. And if she looks as good as Vanna does on the. On the Wheel of Fortune, you'll be real good, okay? Okay. Take the college degree to the tire. College degree. You need a roll of duct tape. You need an ink pen. And you need a tape measure. Okay? Okay. And I don't care if you do this Bob Taylor hooked up. doesn't really matter to me. I want you to drive the truck straight ahead on some concrete or asphalt. Roll it ahead nice and straight. Then stop it and set the parking brake so it doesn't roll backwards. How far should you roll it ahead? Or at least three rotations of the tire. So about a full track length or something. Right. Just roll it up there, okay? About 30 feet. Yeah. Now, on the back side of each one of the tires on the tread, I want you to put a little small piece of duct tape on it. Straight across from each other, low enough that you won't hit any leaf springs or oil pans. And I want you to pull a mark on one side, have your assistant hold the tape measure on that mark, pull it over to the other side, and then make a mark on the other duct tape at a number, let's say, 97 inches or whatever the number is. Okay? So to make it even easier, your your assistant will hold it at about the one inch, a whole number mark. Yeah, they they got something to hold on to the tape measure and put the one inch or the two inch mark on your little mark on the other side. Got it? Right. Okay. Okay. Then you roll the truck forward so these two pieces of duct tape show up on the front side of the tire and measure the toe again with the same tape measure on the same marks. Holding it at the one-inch mark again on the one side. And whatever the number is on the other side. Now, when you pull it forward, that second measurement should be a sixteenth of an inch shorter than the first measurement. If it's properly towed in. If it's longer... Okay. You just found your problem. Or if it stays the same. If it's 97 on the front, 97 on the back. It's still no good. Zero toe. That's not good enough. You should be a 16 toed in when you're rolling the truck. Okay. Does that make sense? This is... This is well, I understand a, the numbers. Right. This is a complaint and problem that we have had with uh, conventional alignment racks using turn plates. For Ever since. Ni- since 1970-something. No, before then. Before they got away from computers. Before right. they even got into computers, we've always had before this problem. They were using free-floating turn plates. It, uh, the measurements just were not adequate to the tire wear and handling that we need for a heavy truck and highway conditions. We've done tests on racks and off racks like this, and we find 60% of the trucks that are lined on an on alignment rack when you drive them off or towed out. And easily a sixteenth right. to an eighth of an inch. Now remember, the sixteenth to an eighth of an inch on our measurement at the end of the at the outside edge difference of the tires. Of these tires, that's less than a hundred and twenty eighth of an inch difference at the spindle where the bearings at. Yeah. So you could have just the smallest amount of play and end up with a sixteenth to an eighth of an inch difference between the measurement on a turn plate and a measurement rolled forward. 
Just making sense? Well, I understand the numbers and what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I, I understand it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, now, let's say that it is stood out. So then the question is, why is it wobbling? As you drive down the road at low speeds, the scrub pulls your tire toward tow out, and below about 40 miles an hour, typically, the scrub stabilizes and the vehicle holds okay. When you exceed 40 miles an hour or so, the wheel spins up fast enough to become a gyroscope. And a gyroscope wants to run at zero toe. So about 40 miles an hour, the, the tires try to come in to tow in to zero because they're already towed out. But the scrub says, no, you can't. And it says, yes, I want to, and no, you can't. And for about 15 or 20 miles an hour, your truck is vibrating while they fight over who's in charge. This gyroscopic action versus yeah. the scrub of the road. And when you get up past 55, the gyroscopic so strong it takes over control. So screw you, I'm going to control the truck, and the vibration stops. Now, once you're at high speeds and the gyroscopic's in control, we don't have any problem. When you slow down, gyroscopic holds control until that force evaporates, like a child's top slows down and starts to wobble. Well, the minute the yeah. tire starts to wobble, scrub grabs it, puts it back in place, and says, I'm in charge. So they don't fight over it when you decelerate. They only fight over it as you accelerate. That was a key response okay. you gave when you said it only does it when I speed up. That's a tow problem. Right. If, it, if the vibration is not there as you decelerate, then we know that it's a, it's a the difference in forces. If it, if it was there when you accelerate and when you decelerate, it could be an out-around tire. Or, no, it's a bad kingpin. If it does it both ways in that speed range, you've got a kingpin that's going bad, and you've got to fix that. Right. Well, I've had it, I've had it into Freightliner, and I've had the kingpin ball joints checked out, and they, they said they're mm-hmm. fine. Well, the speed, the description you gave me tells me it's not those. Right. It's just a little small, itty-bitty difference in tow yeah. between what they would set it out on their conventional rack and what you really need it at. Let me give you, let me give you a real-life story on this. Years ago, I was traveling around Des Moines trying to build up my mobile alignment business. And there was a tire shop in town that didn't have alignment equipment. I was trying to talk them into let me do their work. Charlie Williams was the manager at this place. And I kept going by and visiting, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we've got an alignment shop down the street, takes care of our stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. But one day I'd stopped in there and he says, I don't have time to talk. We're in the middle of changing the 10 tires on this new Freightliner truck because it's got a, a vibration between 45 and 55 miles an hour. And we've tried everything. We've had it aligned three times. We rebalanced his tires. It's a brand new truck. And Michelin has just authorized us to put 10 new tires on it to try and solve the problem. I said, the vibration is between 45 and 55? He said, yeah. In the steering wheel? Yeah. I said, you're not going to solve it. You know what's wrong? Yeah, I know what's wrong. We'll go fix it. No, you're halfway done changing the tires. You guys change your tires. Because if I go out and screw with it, you don't know what fixed it. You just go ahead and do your thing. I'll wait. So they changed the tires. They took him for a drive, the Freightliner service manager and Charlie and the owner of the truck. They went and drove for 20 minutes. They came back. The owner got out, slammed the door, kicked the tires. says, I'm going to turn this lemon piece of junk back in. I'm sick to death of this. They went into the office. I flipped the hood and loosened the tie rod and changed the toe. Put the hood back. said, do me a favor. Take it for another drive. They said, what would you do? I said, I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> so they went for a drive. They were gone 20 minutes, 30 minutes, 40, 45 minutes. They finally came back in. The owner got out, and he says, it's gone. The vibration's gone. I fought this thing since the dad drove it off the lot 10,000 miles ago, and it's gone. What would you do? I told him I changed the toe. The toe was wrong. He says, wait a minute. I had it aligned three times. He says, no, you paid for an alignment three times. You haven't had it aligned yet. You just got it aligned. No, it's not aligned. All I did was change the toe enough to take it out of the harmonic range. Right. I said, now I've got to do a good alignment on it. I wound up getting the alignment, and I finally got the account. Yep. Right. I think that's what's wrong with your truck. Now, do you have our number? Could you call us direct? Um, I I don't think I have it. I don't think I have it, no. Are you in a position where you can write it down? You can't write it down either. No, I'm driving. Well, just remember mdalignment.com. Yeah, look up mdalignment.com when you – you can find our contact information, phone number there. When you measure this, whether it's right or wrong, call us and tell us. Yep. Okay. Okay? We'd like to know. We'd like to follow up. And if you find it's wrong, we can tell you how to fix it. Right. 
Okay. This is this is not rocket science. This is easy to fix. If it's what I think it is. Yeah. Well, even if it's not, it's still yeah. not rocket science. Yeah. Yeah. We can figure it out no matter what it is. Yeah, we could we couldn't put you on the moon, but we can fix this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. You have a good day, buddy. Well, thank you. Thank you. Bet. you bye bye. Bye. Okay. Okay. That was a good talk. We got a few more questions here. We got wait, wait, wait. You're sliding up and down. I'm lost. Oh, there we are. Three more. Two oh one. Two oh one. Any idea where it is? Uh, misery. Misery. You're picking Missouri every day. You're going to be right one of these times, huh? <laughs> New Jersey. New Jersey. He's in the path of this big storm that we're kicking out of here and going his way. Is it? Yes. They got oh, blizzard warnings. Was this is this Chris Christie? Did he call the other week? That was Chris Christie the other week. This is his uh, lieutenant governor. Maybe a soprano. We don't know. Could be. All right. Let's see what's going on in Joyzy. Hello there. Uh, yeah, it is Chris Christie. I did call in last week. All right. How you doing? <laughs> How's the new Good, good. Um, I got a question for you guys. We've got um, a special on answers. I was looking at the... Uh, <laughs> I was looking at the crossfire uh, pressure equalization things. Uh, what, yep. what do you, what's your guys' take on that? I like them. They're not overcomplicated. They've got a monitoring thing right there in the middle that you can check them. You can put air in from a central location. Uh, they've been used for years. I have no complaints about them. Okay. All right. Just wanted okay. to see what your uh, your opinion was. Not a bad product. It's very simple, very basic, and I like basic. Yeah, simpler the better. Okay. All right. Well, you All have right, a good guys, day. Thank you. Yep. Stay out of the snow. All right. Uh, That's all right. That's okay. That's all right. All right. All right. What's the next one? Uh, the next one is 203. 203. Guess where it is? Misery. <laughs> Connecticut. <laughs> And it's in Connecticut? No, it's a damn small. You can take two steps and you're out of the state. Yeah, three truck lights, you're out of the state. Let's see what's going on in Connecticut. The home of insurance companies. Hey, how you doing? Uh, I was wondering, uh, uh, based on the other thing that the uh, the other guy just asked, can you put that crossfire on a trail that has an inflation system? Does that make sense to have it on there? No, you can't put it on with the inflation system. They interfere with each other. But there are some tire pressure monitoring systems that are available to go on those. One is from Stemco, uh, the back jack or something like that. And some of the other screw-on types that go on the valve stem, you can run the automatic inflation system through certain designs of those. And so you can have a monitoring system on that will read up in your dashboard. Right. Okay, so I may have to check something out at the truck show. So I got a couple yeah. of questions for you. I bought a uh, used truck. Okay, well now, 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 wait, now wait a minute. We charge double for the second answer here. Get out your credit card. <laughs> here, give that uh, information to us over the phone. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> What's your question? Okay. So, so I bought a used glider. I don't know how many miles were on the steer tires. I put 90,000 on them. They still got 11 tenths on them, and they're wearing rock solid. Uh, Ooh, the I put brand the rears, I put brand new um, 710 copias when I bought the truck. Um, mm-hmm. Put 90,000 on them, and they're starting to do that feathering thing you're talking about. And the truck also follows cracks. So I'm wondering, do I need to do anything with this with this uh, truck as far as an alignment or shocks or anything? I mean, the, the, the steer tires are wearing solid. Okay, let's back up and talk about the feathering you say is on the drive tires. Yeah, because that's a different thing. Do you feel it going across the tire or going around the tire? Okay, so if you uh, run uh, the circumference of the tire, I forget if it's uh, yeah. the, the the front or the back of, of the one, back, right. but uh, as you go, one is lower as, than the other just slightly. As you slide your hand around the tire toward the front of the truck, it'll be smooth, and as you go toward the back of the truck, it'll feel sharp. And that's that's called heel toe. Yeah, one, yeah, it's it's one one or the other direction. I forgot which way. But yeah, uh, that's the way right. it is, and that's engine torque and brake application. That's not an alignment problem. Right. This okay. Is this how lug tires okay. wear? Yeah. What we recommend for that is that every so often you need to X rotate your drive tires to run them in the opposite direction on the other axle. Right. 
and that okay. the heel and toe out. Right. But as far as the road wander, even if your tires aren't running rock solid, you uh, could be a you can thirty second toe out. As a you know uh, that that condition where you, uh, it, it hunts down the road is worse the closer it is to, to zero correct toe. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I would. Use the same duct tape system and measure your toe in the front. Now, that's one thing I do. The second thing I do, this is a Freightliner, right? Yeah, Freightliner Columbia. You need to retighten all your rear U-bolts every 50,000 miles or the axles in the back are going to walk around. Are your airbags, if you stand behind the truck and look at the rear airbags, are they tilted in on the bottom? Yeah, they're tilted in a little bit. Uh, I saw that in an international. It was a brand new one time. I didn't know if that yep. was something I did by uh, going, uh, you know, around the corner with an uneven road and twisted or no. something. No, the problem on the internationals and the Freightliner is that in the rear suspension on those, the leash springs instead of sitting on top of the axle, are underneath the axle, and all the weights hanging on the U-bolts. And every time you hit a bump in the road, you stretch the U-bolts to make them longer, and then the airbags start walking. Right. I see. And, and I, if, I don't. Do you know? Have you ever? But until. Before Freightliner came up with this design, mm-hmm. has that ever been a way that springs were attached to axles on the bottom side? Yes. Yes. Okay. But not successfully. Not successfully. <laughs> Nobody's ever done it successfully. Right. Okay. So they did it. Yeah. Okay. So you need to, if the airbags are tilted, you need to have somebody loosen them just a little bit, push them back out so they're straight, tighten them up, and then we recommend about every 50,000 miles, whoever's doing your service, tell them to go underneath it with a three-quarter inch gun and tighten the U-bolts again. Okay. Okay. All right. So I got one, good, one last question that has to do with the trailer. I'm sitting here at a utility. This is going to cost you triple. <laughs> well, you and guys we don't have take the information. Got to catch you while you're there. There you go. Um, so I'm, I'm sitting. I'm sitting at a utility dealer. I'm I'm looking at a trailer tomorrow morning. Is there any downside to running um, duels on the tractor and super singles on the trailer? My logic is um, I need to be able to cut a little bit weight because I'm running heavy with blankets and everything that I have in the trailer, and I still want to be able to pull uh, heavy hazmat loads. Okay. The, the, the two advantages, the three supposed advantages to the wide-base tire, one is improved fuel economy, okay? If you run wide-base on the trailer and duels on the tractor, you're not going to get any fuel economy, all right? Okay. Second, though, are, if you go from a steel rim duel on a trailer – to an aluminum rim wide base on the trailer, you will gain about 100 pounds savings per wheel position, about 400 pounds back there in savings and weight. Okay? Yeah, that's what I'm looking at. That's why I want to do it. Okay, so your trailer right now has steel duels. Steel is that right? Duels, uh, that is correct. All right, so you're going to save about 100 pounds per position. You're going to save 400 pounds with that. The third advantage that is claimed by running wide base instead of duels is that that one wide base tire and rim is cheaper than buying two duels and running them. So there's an initial cost savings in the tires. Now, those are the three reasons to do it. If those three reasons make sense to you, go ahead and do it. Okay, and as far as the... uh... The uh, two-inch offset, if the trailer was specced for uh, super singles, it has the correct bearings. I don't have to worry if it's two-inch or zero. You don't want two-inch anyway. You want the zero. You want zeros. All things considered, you're better off with zeros every time. Now, if you're buying this. Yes, even with the correct bearings. If you're buying a trailer that has two-inch offset rims on it, and it's a good deal, what we found is you go ahead and – Flip them around, yeah. Change the valve stem, flip them around. You'll be much happier in the long run. Okay. Now, now, not knowing anything about rims, is there a way to tell just by looking at them if it's a zero or a two-inch? Take a tape measure, stick it in until you hit the center part of the rim where the lug studs are, and look down the outside of the tire and see how much what the measurement is. Then stick it in the backside and see what the difference is. Yeah. If there's two inches difference, you got a two-inch offset rim. Okay. Uh, dumb question, I guess. <laughs> no, you got to try it a few times to see if it works. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank you very much. Not a problem, buddy. You have a good day. Thank you. Okay. 256. 256. Five, six. Misery. Alabama. 
I'm getting further away. And I will be in Alabama. The first of April, I believe, is a Saturday. Actually, they're both in the SEC. So now. That's true. But I'll be down there doing a seminar for um, McGriff Tire for their sales meeting. The end of the end of this month, first of the uh, whatever that day is. Yeah. Okay, let's see who this is in Alabama. All right. Hello, Alabama. Hello, Alabama. Hello, hello. As much as I call, y'all should know that number. Oh, <laughs> uh, we 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 try not to memorize anything because we don't have any room in our brains for anything else. I've forgotten. <laughs> okay. The, I don't want to forget the wrong I'm, thing. I'm the guy that's got the T600 rough riding in the front. Uh, yes. I got a I got another question. Okay. Uh, when I got my my t- uh, truck lined up the end of January because mm-hmm. I was buying eight new drive tires, and I wanted to be sure it was in alignment. It was mm-hmm. a little bit out, not much. My steer tires mm-hmm. was wearing fine. But mm-hmm. right before I had them line it up, I had the leaf springs put on in the front. Okay. When uh, I picked my truck up, my steering wheel was turned, you know, the straight mm-hmm. of it was about a quarter round off. Mm-hmm. So when I had it lined up at the Kenworth place in Chattanooga, you know, I told them, I said, I've never had my steering wheel off center. I said, but it is after they put these leaf springs on. Yes. So they checked everything. It was just a little bit off. They lined it up, centered my steering wheel again. Mm -hmm. And on the outside, two outside ribs of each tire, I've got kind of where the rib is at, a little bit of a funny it's not wearing it flat or anything. It just looks kind of like it's, it's, you know, you rub your fingers there and it's rough on both my mm-hmm. tires. Mm-hmm. Took it back and uh, they realigned it again mm-hmm. on this past Friday. It wasn't out of alignment. Uh, right height, I had them recheck it and everything. It was good. And uh, my question is, should it have caught that steering wheel off about a quarter of a round with my leaf springs when I had them put on? It can. So let's talk about how the replacing the springs can change the steering wheel position. The length okay. of the leaf spring from where it pins to the front of the truck and it arcs down and it bolts to the axle, there's a center pin in the leaf spring and it positions the axle. Right. If your two new leaf springs were a half inch shorter in length than the old ones, the whole axle moves forward, doesn't it? Right. That changes the position of the drag link in the steering gearbox and your steering wheel turns. Okay. If it was a half inch longer, it would turn the steering wheel the opposite direction. Right. So the fact that the steering wheel changed position with new leaf springs is not a surprise. Now, that doesn't tell me that they put it in right. Okay. Yeah, that's uh-huh. another discussion. But the fact that it could move with new leaf springs is a very big absolute yes, it can happen. All right. I heard that. <laughs> yep, I almost dropped the phone. I grabbed it right quick. That's oh, when I okay. The, I hit the horn. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I, have been, I have been following some conversations on Facebook of guys with Kenworths that ride rough. And and everybody that chimed in says, yeah, you got an eight bag, they ride rough. That was me. That was you. And all the guys commenting, all the, the same said, thing. Right. You're the one. That, um, I'm the one that, you you know, you told me to check this. And uh, mm-hmm. then you, I said, is there anything else? And you said, nope, good luck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, yep. I've got a little bit of a bounce at 55 when mm-hmm. I'm. When I am uh, bobtailing, but not when I'm loaded. And yeah, that's when just I'm accelerating. Mm-hmm. Yep. But that's it. But I mean, as far as my it, tires are wearing good, go ahead. Is the bounce in your seat and feet, or is it a bounce in the steering wheel? Uh, that I haven't been able to determine yet. I think it. it you know, I got the new drive tires, so when I was mm-hmm. bobtailing, I couldn't really tell. I mean, my mm-hmm. tires are wearing good. My steer tires have got a hundred and uh, hundred forty-eight thousand miles on them, and I mean, there's no uneven wear. But good. also, I switched my uh, their Michelin X, you know, ZA3. I switched them sure. back around, mm-hmm. and uh, 
after I got into the line and it started. It's not got no river wear, nothing like that. It's just where the ribs go. They just kind of look like they've been roughed up a little bit, you know, not bad. Well, if you slide your hand back and forth across the tire, lay your hand palm down, a little pressure, slide it it toward the frame, bring it back. Okay, then then forget about the toe. Now, this is actually a three. I almost want to go to the sight more. Yeah, there's a little sipe in the middle of the tread, a little cut in the rubber, kind of almost S-shaped. Mm-hmm. Just take the tip of your finger and run it back and forth across that. It's more sensitive than your whole hand is. And Yeah, and uh, yeah, the, the Michelin is a really good tire. It hides this wear very well. Yeah, but it, it doesn't hide it in the sipe. Not at the sipe. The, the sipe's a dead giveaway. I am sitting still, so I'm getting yeah. out of my truck right now. <laughs> I thought and you were running real fast to get your hand on it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so just if I run my fingers, you're talking about just back and forth, front to back. Across that yeah. whole side. In and out. In in, in and out. In toward the frame and then back out. Just the tip of your it's index smooth. finger. Both ways. Look at the here. All right. It's smooth. Then, and the other front yeah, tire is the same. Check both of them because one can be smooth and the other one show us show a. I remember uh, I remember uh, reading this in your book, but I, I forgot uh-huh. to do it. With my, yep, yep. It's uh, it's pretty smooth both ways. Good. Then your alignment's fine. Forget about it. Good. Just go ahead and make sure okay. you keep the right air in them and rock and roll. Yep. So nothing to think about them. Just it's, okay. Yeah, I was right. reading your book. I tell you that that is uh that is your books are excellent. I read them Friday. So. Well, thank you, sir. Yes, sir. I appreciate it. And, uh, hey, I appreciate your books because I'm not a mechanical guy, but anybody can, pretty much anybody can take your books and really learn a lot about their tires. I appreciate well, we'll it. I'll get off here so y'all can help somebody else. You have a great day and drive safe. All right. Have a good Thank day. you, sir. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Okay. we got one more. We have time for one more. Yeah, we got a couple, three minutes. So. 765 six, is obviously Missouri. Indiana. Indiana. Very Kind of you have close. screwed up every single call tonight. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm so proud of you. It's not my fault. Nobody from the show me state call. <laughs> okay, show me. Hello, Indiana. Hello, Hoosier. Yep, it's Indiana. Yes, sir. What's up? You hear me? I can uh, hear you now. Got a couple of questions. First one is, um, I've got on my super singles. I got a set of. Uh, zero offset on my drives and my trailers are flipped around two off okay. inch, the two inch but flipped around yep. would it be better I've got another set of two inch offsets so would I be better to, when I get new drive tires to do them both the same way or just keep those zero offsets on the drive just drives? keep it zero keep them at zero I wouldn't do anything more with that it's not going to gain you anything right. okay then the second question I had was um I'm fixing, I was going to get some Road King shocks. Do you see any mm-hmm. value for on the tire wear and stuff to put them on the trailer also? Nope. So, <laughs> that that's won't, just quick. Won't that's get any longer tire wear. <laughs> I haven't. In, in, in all the visits I do with all the fleets I go to, with all the tire companies that take me out and, and the axle companies that take me out, I don't find tire wear problems from shocks. I've had tire wear problems from all kinds of other stuff. Okay? Shocks can improve your ride. Shocks can dampen vibrations coming up into the truck. Uh, I'm sure that there is some minor tire wear you get because the shocks aren't good. But, but in the thousands and thousands of trucks I look at all the time, shocks are not what are causing my tire wear problems. Which actually kind of makes sense because there's no the, – the shock compression, decompression – uh, doesn't come at a certain time in the rotation of the tire. So no. how is it possibly going to show up as a as a pattern? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm not excited about that. Now, having well, said that, that the, go ahead. They claim that the um, the their better quality shock um, creates less bounce and creates less heat, and that that gives. Better fuel mileage and better tire, longer tire wear. Not not better like you know wearing out. You know, okay. Wear. Okay. That that may be true. I've never been able to prove it in the fifty years I've been in the business. Right. Uh, now, even, you know, we should go so far as to say we are we are an alignment company, 
and we feel that we're pretty much the best in the business, and we still don't believe that alignment actually improves uh, uh, fuel economy. Not not enough to ever uh, count on, on any set of tires we've ever seen. Yeah, not fuel economy. I, I don't do fuel economy. Right. So if you want to buy them, buy them. Uh, my, now, I have to give a caveat here. I have never personally had the experience of putting Road King shocks on any of my customers' trucks and observed the net results. The only information I have on that is anecdotal data from people who have called me or stuff I've read on the social medias about their results and, and stuff. And everything I've seen, I haven't got anything that convinces me it's worth the effort. All right. So, but they, they do give like a better ride, so they'd be good to have on the tra- tractor itself for a smoother I, ride. I, I don't even know that. Oh, that's what they claim again. Like I said, I've never had them myself. Yeah, yeah, they they may be fabulous. I don't know, but I've never tested them myself. And the information I get from people on on Facebook and and LinkedIn and and these phone calls, uh, some guys love them and some guys cuss them. And and I I don't have enough data either way to make a firm decision. All right, I appreciate your help. Not a problem, bud. You have a good, safe day and stay out of the snow. Right. I'll try. All right. All right. Bye. Colin. Bye. All right. We've had a good hour-long discussion, some good phone calls, some little humor. I appreciate you, Colin. We will be back next Sunday night to further confound and confuse, because that's what we do. Great job. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us on Rolling Toe. If you like what you heard here, leave us a rating and review on iTunes or listen to our other shows at audioroad.letstruck.com. To get in touch with our tribe, call us at 855-800-FUEL. That's 855-800-3835. Thanks for joining us for the ride down the audio road.